Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starter Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir and I'm joined by Kerry Warbis. Kerry, they've put Swindon on the map this week. Swindon? Why there? Is it a coincidence that Peter disappears and Rob appears in Swindon at the same moment? Oh, no, I'm not going to say Peter's Rob. That's not fair. Just because just Peter's not here, we've now turned him into Rob. And Peter really, really, really hates that we keep going on about Swindon. <laughs> he does, but unfortunately, I mean, what can we do? It's, it's, it's a topical podcast about the archers and Swindon mm. was in it this week. I did particularly like the bit last night where Kirsty went you know forget all the outrage you're meeting your abusive coercive controller x it was when she said i'm meeting you in a cafe in swindon she went swindon why there not rob no none of that not not that lunatic that kidnapped your kid and you stabbed and you had to go to jail for swindon (laughs) yes i know i could not believe it obviously i wasn't even listening i that was the problem. You were, weren't you? And I was on a train with poor Signal. And I suddenly saw tweets with Swindon in capital letters and loads of exclamation marks. I thought, what on earth is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and then did not believe you when you said that's what had happened. So I think, do the script writers, can we be vain enough to contemplate the script writers listen to us? I know some of the actors do. Do you think they've said, here, say it's Swindon? <laughs> <laughs> Because it didn't get any other mention at all at any no. point, like the relevance of Swindon. No, when when Helen walked in, Rob said, "You're late," and she's like, "Yes, yeah, all the fucking roundabouts." <laughs> I bumped into Telly Savalas; he wouldn't shut up. <laughs> oh yeah, because is it equidistant between his manor farm and where Helen's come from? Do you reckon? Coming from, she's coming from the Midlands, and he's coming from Hampshire kind of area, isn't he? So it probably is, yeah, because it's going up towards Oxford Way. While we contemplate that, Kerry, let's have an ad, and then we'll discuss further the merits of the wonderful city of Swindon. Okay. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It would be remiss of me if I didn't point out that I was checking our downloads this week, and in the history of our podcast, we've had 587 downloads from Swindon. Swindon? Why there? Is it all Peter's family? (laughs) I am not. I've never been. I never will be. I'm Swindon. All right. (laughs) Okay. Okay, glad we got that out. It'll never get mentioned again. Thank you. It was Kojak who said it anyway. Are we going to start in the cafe? Or are we going to go through the week chronologically leading to the cafe? 
I what do you would think? like to start in the cafe because that was tonight. Okay. And I'd also like to start with the cafe because you listened during the tweet along and then yeah. you listened again and I didn't mm-hmm. listen again. And part of the thing with Rob is that in hindsight, so many people missed red flags. Yeah, yeah. And were there red flags tonight? Oh, God, yes. Yes, 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 definitely, definitely. Firstly, I'd like to start about discussing Helen's motive for going, because that's being talked about quite a bit, whether or not she should be even meeting with him. And I get why people would say absolutely not, have nothing to do with him, you know, see your solicitor, follow their advice. But I do have some sympathy with her wanting to take a bit of control of the situation. And she did say to Kirsty that she can't talk to her family. She needs to, feel, you know, everyone else, she can't rely on others. She's got to do what she wants to do. Part of me was thinking, yes, I get that. Go and meet him. It could be that you will own him. You'll feel you're taking some control. It could be a good thing. However, <laughs> he, he started in the cafe sounding quite feeble, fragile, bit pathetic. His voice even sounded quite different on Twitter. People were wondering if it was a different actor. But that was Rob pu- putting it on, wasn't it? Really over-egging yeah. his, his um, fragility. There were moments where she was very, very strong back at him. She said, you abused me. That was good to hear. The, the fragility in, of tone started to fall away and you heard moments of him getting angry already and he started complimenting her. That was really creepy. You're looking great. I mean, healthy. That's exactly what he said to Lee as well. Though. Yeah, yeah. He also used the term like, I know what you're like. He said, you're getting anxious. I know what you're like. Yes. So... He was almost hinting that they're very much still connected and he can read her and so on. I thought she was superb. I mean, the acting was great in the episode. It's not very often that I would listen twice back to back straight away to an episode. Um, But I was gripped by it this evening. Both of them. I think in particular, Louisa Patikas and I mean, Timothy Watson, it was interesting to hear him again, wasn't it? But she she played a blinder, I thought. And there was that bit where it was that dead air moment where she did the nurse say something to the effect of, I, I assume you're his partner. Mm. And she didn't correct. I know. That was awful. She went, um, and she should have said, no, I'm not. There was also another bit really in the cafe where she, Rob said, um, we need to move on. And she went, move on? As if you're going to move on from everything that he did. And yeah. there was the bonus episode uh, that's available on BBC Sounds, which is a little tracking through their relationship, how it began, how it progressed. And it's narrated by Annabelle Dowler. Even if you're not that into this storyline, it was a really good, it was well done, I think. She was narrating the whole story. And obviously she's got an investment in that. And it did remind you of how it incrementally got very, very bad. Does that um, special episode end with her going, and that's not the worst thing. Now he's dragging her to fucking Swindon. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do you think he is ill or not? Well, there's some speculation across the internet that Ursula dies, Mm. Rob comes back, discovers he has a hereditary illness. Ursula has and now he wants to reach out to 
Jack Gideon. He didn't call him Gideon, did he? Trying to suck up. And he's got every opportunity to to break that news to Helen, hasn't he? I mean, mm. she said you look different. The, the suggestion was that he looked withered and tired. Mm. And then he stood up and had this kind of seizure Fit. or whatever it was. Yeah. Did the waitress say to him at the beginning, have you finished with your fool? Was he eating a strawberry fool? Or was it, have you finished with your food? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, at the beginning. She, there were foolish moments, weren't there? She, she is being dragged in to the terrible black hole that is him. She should have just walked straight in and went, all right, Titchener, did you call the f***ing cheese police on me or what? <laughs> yeah, about those reviews. <laughs> um, but the hospital have said his tests are normal and they're going to do further scans, aren't they? So what will they discover? It's really unfortunate that Lee made him hit his head. Because he can mm. milk that to the max, can't he? Especially with fitting. And, you know, he could have put that fit on, couldn't he? Rob was a good farmer as well. He can milk anything. <laughs> I suspect that Rob has won the American lottery. He's come back. He's set up an entire fake village like they do for these soap operas in Swindon. It's like the Truman <laughs> Show. The cafe's not real. Everyone's an actor. The ambulance was fake. The hospital's fake. <laughs> The doctor's fake, and it's just all a big ploy to gaslight Helen. I reckon that if Helen like probably like squinted, she probably realised that the doctor she's talking to about recommending the MRI scan is also the waitress from earlier. <laughs> With a very bad sort of wig on. <laughs> but what, what has Rob been doing in North Dakota for six years, I wonder? I don't know. I know someone from North Dakota. I'll have to ask them what there is to yeah, do. Yeah, do you? Could you? I, I can't think that this is going to go well at all i think rob is going to ramp up the script writers are going to maximize this character he's he's an amazing character isn't he for all the evil that he is and it's i don't think he's going to go away quickly neither do we want him to right i mean mm. he is an appalling character like you said but we want him in it this is an interesting development i gotta be honest i actually did listen to that annabelle dowler catch-up episode and i was there thinking like this feels quite recent <laughs> to me. yeah all of this yeah yeah when they said six years and they were describing helen in her primrose dress and i thought oh, god yeah, I remember. How long ago? He brought some presents, didn't he? I thought he was going to say, look, it's just, you don't even have to tell them it's from me. It's just a couple of electronic tags they can put around their ankles. I can follow them wherever they go. It's not going to be a problem. <laughs> oh, when he started sobbing as well, that sounded really fake. Didn't I just want to be a good father. Yeah. No, you do not. But all of that dynamic was the fact that the listeners are sat there going, don't do it, Helen. Mm. What are you doing? And she is mm. doing it. And she, yeah. next thing you know, she's in the bloody hospital with him. Oh, God. I know. Yeah. I mean, this is. What? let's be honest, Kerry. This is a bit of a sombre note for us to start on. Normally we go in with a bang. But you are right. It, it does need talking about. I should also point out that today is the last day of term. So I am absolutely delirious. <laughs> and we're recording this later than usual because mm. poor old Kerry has hung around for me because I, I just had so much other shit I had to do before we did this. I've had a strange day. I, I stuck myself to a fridge freezer earlier. Do Were you licking it? <laughs> the uh, handle on the fridge bit is has been loose for ages. And it's one of those like pretend American chrome ones where you can't see where the bloody screw is. It's all inside. So I thought, right, I'm going to super glue it on. <laughs> oh, hang on. I, <laughs> I can yeah, already I, see what's coming here. <laughs> so I see it's 
squirted super glue on the handle and then I thought, yeah, that's good. And then saw this dribble coming down underneath the handle. Thought, oh no. Got the kitchen sponge, wiped it, which meant the sponge stuck to the fridge. Then I sort of got the sponge off and that stuck to my hand. And okay. now there's just like gluey, spongy mess on the fridge under the handle. And I've got sponge stuck on my thumb. Mm. Is this where you saw yourself <laughs> when you were 18 years old, Kerry? <laughs> no. And also my washing machine died this morning. Oh, yeah. we've Well, we've all been living through that in the Cider Shed WhatsApp group. Yeah, <laughs> Kerry's had a, an appliance yeah. disaster day. I know. So I'm a bit scared about what's going to happen with our technology tonight. Cause... Perhaps you should have glued yourself to the washing machine <laughs> and demanded it didn't break, like a Just Stop Oil protester. Yeah, it's not been good. So, you know, you, you're hysterical in some ways and I'm hysterical in others. Yeah, I didn't say hysterical. I said delirious. <laughs> There's a difference. Oh, sorry. I'm hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It is sombre, but it has to be talked about, doesn't it? Yeah, he's, no, he's back. And I mean, one thing we should also talk about is how well or how good a job Tom and mm. Lee did of repelling him. <laughs> oh, God. That first episode this week on Sunday where they were furtively getting ready to go and see him. Oh, my God. It Tom was thinking it was all going to be simple, straightforward. No, it's not. Lee was, yeah, no, if you, if Tom says anything is simple and straightforward, it's so, so. Yeah, I mean, I believe not. sausage making is fairly simple and I'm pretty sure Tom <laughs> makes that complicated. <laughs> he had a bit of a heart to heart with Lee in the car, didn't he, about how he's John dying because Helen won't talk to Lee about anything, apparently. Oh, I could just hear the ghost of John Archer going, shut up, you whinging little shit. That's not what happened. Oi, let me in. Let me in. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, yeah, I took over, you know, his sausage business. And all I want for this farm is the very best. And in my mind, I was going, Hitler nappies, Hitler nappies. (laughs) Hitler nappies. Brought to you by Schaefer Bass. Swinton, why that? Hitler nappies have been lovingly crafted in Swindon by the Fickling family since 1974. Own it. And then it cut away, didn't it, to Harrison doing his 30-day wild observations. He's been listening to birdsong, identifying tree species, eating meals outside. I had visions of him just wearing like a bearskin loincloth and he's just emerged <laughs> from the woods with loads yes. of blood around his mouth where he's devoured a fox. Yeah, in, with loads of twigs in his hair. And Ben's just pretending it's totally normal. Yeah, it's quite bucolic, <laughs> isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what he said, wasn't it, Ben? He's like, oh, well, yeah. you get used to it on the farm. But basically, all he's, he's been listening, seeing and eating. I do that. That's the job of any uh, community <laughs> police officer in a small village. <laughs> and then we got to the scene where they were sort of running a scarpering, weren't they? What did you do that for? Well, it's been twice this week that my word has been doubted in the Cider Shed WhatsApp group. Because on okay. Sunday, I was like, they duffed Rob, Rob up and did a runner. And both of you and Peter just went, bullshit, that didn't happen. <laughs> and then well, Kerry just yeah. proceeded to say, did you see my chicken from earlier? And these lamb shanks. <laughs> and totally took the conversation away from it. I know. I, I didn't listen to Sundays because I was busying myself with a couple of shanks. So again, yes, what a pair of idiots. Yeah. Not me and you, I mean. No, well, you know. That, <laughs> what did Rob say, do you think? Because we've, oh. 
we we've only heard it anecdotally. Yeah. I think it was you dropped a few bombs on Lee, didn't he? Yes. Well, I can see why she likes you. Not much going on in the uh, brain department. I like the bit when Helen heard that and went, "Rob said that," as if like <laughs> that actually counts for something. If he said it, <laughs> did you hear her say that? When yes. Tom was retelling the story, she was like, oh, I thought she was actually like taking a little notepad out. Okay, Rob's uh, not much going on in the brain department. <laughs> I will use that later. <laughs> yeah. I reckon he was just like, oh, oh, hello, Karate Kid, Daniel's son. What are you going to do? Give me a five-finger death tickle. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, isn't it, that Rob just has this... The power has shifted, hasn't it? And he has it again. Well, immediately in the group, Peter pointed out, if Lee gets a criminal record, he can't get a visa for the state and he can't visit his daughter. So why wouldn't Rob think about that at some point and dangle it as a bargaining Bargaining tool for him to see... Jack. Yeah, and actually Rob would want Lee to go to America, wouldn't he? He's probably had an internet search at some point about, if I get a criminal record, can I come back to North Dakota? So he would know all about that as well, wouldn't he? Yeah. I am looking forward to Sundays now and the next bit, and that doesn't happen very often, does it either? How is Helen going to clear it with Lee that Mm. she's slept overnight side by side with Rob (laughs) in a private hospital? Well, he's fucked up, hasn't he, already? So he's got no room to criticize anything i wouldn't say no the flashback as well with at the, the tail end of that recap with annabelle dowler mm. was lee losing his temper with pat and going pat when pat was like don't you dream of getting a shotgun out and hunting yeah. him down and blowing his brains out pat chat pat chat lee was like pat stop it we're not stupid i was like well that's not <laughs> technically true lee <laughs> Now, some people on Twitter have have just said Rob should not have appeared at all and that it was better when it was the brooding thought of him appearing. I know what you mean. Alfred Hitchcock once said that someone asked him once, how do you create suspense in the movies? And he said, being at public school as a young boy, because the bully would tell you on Monday they were going to beat you on Friday. Uh, It's the same thing, isn't it? But eventually you've got to have a delivery. Yeah, this is how it happens. there's no way Rob would leave Helen alone forever, is there? No. In, in re, if this was real life, he would come back in some form. I've got to be honest, I know a fair few people who have dealt with people like Rob mm. in their life. And I know a couple of people who listen to the Archers who are in that yeah. bracket. And they're not enjoying this moment, I have to say. They're, it's kind mm. of upsetting them quite a bit so we have to think about yes side of it It is entertainment we do kind of say you know i said last week i'm team rob when i say that it just means like i want the thrill of it i want the character back tom and helen and lee are annoying me and you know i want i want some uh an an antagonist in that situation but we also appreciate the seriousness of it as well yeah it's a really meaty topic isn't it and one that should be covered there was someone on twitter today as well saying that um that script they they felt the script writers had just used this as a sort of sensational way to get listeners and i don't I really don't think that's true. Well, it, it's a fact that the Rob and Helen storyline brought a lot of people into the Archers, didn't it? It broke through into the mainstream media. And the fact that they've done that recap might suggest that... Well, it suggests one of two things. Either that people might want to come in and hear this storyline or people who've listened since might want to mm. remind themselves of what happened. 
Yes, but I wouldn't say that the scriptwriters used this kind of storyline only to try to get listeners. I honestly think that they would have been interested in this as a topic at the time. Um, the coercive control laws were changing when this happened. Mm -hmm. It was very um, relevant at the time. Because yeah, it's very that. topical, yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't. I, I am very cynical often, as you might know, on Twitter. But I honestly don't think they would have thought, right? Let's jack this one up because it's going to cause a right sensation and get some listeners and get interest. They probably thought public interest would be piqued by it. I mean, this whole in the era of the popularity of Andrew Tate and people that like Andrew Tate and mm. think he's a great guy it is, you know. He is uh he promotes coercive control of women, doesn't he? There's no doubt about yes, that. Yes, he does. Yes, as do his fans. For sure. And I think mm. that maybe they've seen as with George, you know, we everyone's saying this George storyline and this Rob storyline at the same time. There was a moment the other day mm. when George was with Neil and it kept going backwards and forwards between someone explaining was it Ian was explaining to Lee what Rob was like and it kept going backwards and forwards between George and that scene. I was like that's not happening by mistake, is it? They're, discuss yeah, yeah, they're yeah. discussing a mm -hmm. toxic male here. And mm -hmm. we're hearing George talking to someone and then we're hearing Ian describe a toxic male to Lee. I mean, I liked it when Helen had the lawyer around. Anna, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Anna Trogoran, yeah. And there was that moment where she just sat in the room and was like, so basically your boyfriend's a prick. Yeah. <laughs> and he's f***ed everything up. Yeah. Yeah, I'd really rather that he hadn't done any of the things that he's done recently. It's not helping at all. Yeah, it was nice to hear her too. She was so like rational, wasn't she? Obviously. Yeah. I didn't like Helen's range of herbal tea though. When she went, have you got anything herbal? And she went, uh, blue cheese and bitter tears. <laughs> Lee is too pretty for jail. Let's face it. <laughs> I don't think he's going to end up in jail, is he? He might get that, uh, what was it, the community... Oh, I don't know. I, even I've forgotten what it's called. It's not community yeah. service, though. Community service order? It was some no. sort of unpaid thing, wasn't it, where he'd have to... And it, it would mean that he has a criminal record, but yeah. not to go to jail. Yeah, they're just going to re-employ him to go back into schools and teach kids to punch each other <laughs> in the face. <laughs> All perfectly normal. Yeah, let's talk about something else, shall we? Can we talk about your beloved Freddie? Yeah, yeah. He's flying free of Lower Loxley <laughs> yeah. uh, after a couple of choice words from Rory mm. who just threw out a couple of European locations went you could be in Ibiza or Ionapa and he was like yes I'm totally quitting my job yes he's not been happy for a while he has had one DJ kick recently that now means that you know and he's also he's had his headphones at points hasn't he making his mixtapes which vince thought would be on a cassette uh, that doesn't ring true to me because there was a point tonight where vince said you know i didn't mind helping him when his uh, dj plans were more down to earth and i was like helping him how you gave him a mix cd of 80s <laughs> hits how is that helping him that's just going to chronically depress him he was annoying this week i thought who, Vincent? Yes. I like the bit where he was like, oh, where are you going? Why am I not invited? And he was like, well, Lizzie was like, well, it's uh, it's Ruth's birthday. You know that woman whose son you threatened to maim? <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. they had to, uh, you withdrew all your funding from the land. And then um, uh, 
uh, forced mm. them to sell their land to a charging station, which now has loads of protesters <laughs> on their land. So, uh, yeah, no invite for you, Vinci. <laughs> oh, he's just swaggers about, doesn't he, being an arsehole, basically. And it, when Elizabeth was, um, her biryani was stuck on her bottom or something. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a biryani Hatching. stuck on your bottom, Kerry? <laughs> with super glue. It happened to me happened to me with a lamb fowl once. Did it? <laughs> Luckily I called an imaginary Rob Titchener ambulance and everything was okay. <laughs> but she I was quite surprised to hear him when he was like, Oh bloody hell, it's Vince. And he was kind of saying she he was saying basically, Freddie, there's no, no harm in being hot headed. And I thought, yeah, you would say that, you hot headed person. That he's family, I consider Freddie family, you know, I'll do anything I can to help him. And then he offered her, him this role at Casey Meets. And I thought, God, DJing at a meat factory, <laughs> that's quite crap, isn't it? No wonder Freddie laughed in your face. I don't know, it's pretty chill, a meat factory. <laughs> what did you think of Freddie's reaction to mm. Vince's offer? Because if he, at first, he's, didn't he say, I don't know what to say or I'm lost for words? He he was definitely stunned, wasn't he? He kind of did a little like, what? And then said it's a very generous offer. He did say that. Let's not yes, forget. But next. Then he laughed a lot and <laughs> yes. sort of said something like. Um, he went, come on. You must be out of your mind. <laughs> but I get he, he's literally like 10 minutes before said, I need to escape. He was looking at flights, not very successfully. And then Vince goes, why don't you become a trainee manager in my meat factory? Mm. That's not going to be an appealing thing, is it, for Freddie at this precise moment in time? So he did say it's a generous offer, but no, no thanks. Kerry, I have some grave news for you. What? The folk concert that happens every Friday night on the corner of my street has just kicked into gear. Oh, <laughs> oh that's okay. It'll bring colour. Yeah. To proceeding. So basically. if you if you hear a bunch of um of people screaming and shouting while an accordion plays, that's uh, that's what it is. Yeah, I I thought he was massively disrespectful mm. to Vince. I expect you know that bit in Goodfellas where they start bumping off all the people that know about the Lufthansa heist, and one of the guys is like on a meat hook in the back of a meat <laughs> freezer van. That's right, because Freddie was never heard of again after he went. Come on. <laughs> I think that was a perfectly fine sort of startled response. Why, really? I thought he was very disrespectful. He said it's a very generous offer. Mm, okay. I think you hear what you want to hear when it comes to Freddie, <laughs> if I'm honest, Kerry. Well, I don't think it was that bad. I, I don't. I, no, I, I'm not anti-Freddie. and I. Also, yeah. another thing about this is that Vince, he just like waves his power and money about to fix things all the bloody time, doesn't he? And that gets on my nerves. So he sort of waltzes back in, eats a bit of biryani, says Freddie's my family. Um, I'll solve all of his problems. He can work for me. No, get away from him. Let him go and find himself elsewhere. Because I do think also the offer to Freddie was less about helping Freddie and more to do with looking sweet for Elizabeth. Yeah, there was that bit where Lizzie said to him, like, come on, Freddie, like, you need to get back on the horse. I thought he was going to say, like, what, heroin? <laughs> yeah, her mothering skills are a bit doubtful, aren't they? <laughs> well, as you said last come week. On, come on, Freddie, we have, yeah. have this whole horse biryani. <laughs> I am in support of him doing that, if that's what he wants to do. It's quite turgid, isn't it? The story of him hanging around Lower Loxley, 
I enjoyed for quite a long time the interaction between him, Brad and Chelsea, but mm. that seems to have dried up probably because those yeah. actors are busy with other things. I just feel that the only other thing that I would like to happen here mm. is that Freddie took the job at Casey Meets and starts dating Beth. Because <laughs> we the, the return of Beth was slightly teased this week, wasn't it, by Rory? Yeah, he asked Ben if he's been in touch with Beth and he kind of hinted that he's almost got in touch and then thought, no, she's better off without me. I was like, please don't, please don't get back in touch with her. Isn't the theory going around that the actor has a TV gig, so probably wouldn't be back anyway? Oh, right. Okay, good. But, um, oh, that's a bit harsh, Kerry. <laughs> no, I didn't like the character. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Um, Did you? I liked her at the beginning. Then I just got very, very tired of their constant moaning. They exactly. Just, there was no uplifting dynamic. And that, I'm not mm. talking... I'm Before the pregnancy, by the way, mm. she always has a chip on her shoulder about something. Yep. She always was, was telling him off. That was horrible. He was always mm. trying to catch up and apologise. What was the scandal about when they first met? He was, he was with someone or he'd just broken up with someone? Yeah, mm. I can't remember. I do quite like Ben, Rory and Freddie together. Oh, and by the way, Freddie, his route to international DJ is obviously, I think I tweeted, it's not even one of in the top 100 of strangest things in the arches. <laughs> but it is still hugely strange, isn't it? That they think he can seriously be talking about Ayanapa and Ibiza, sleeping on the beach and like turning up with his mixtape going, yep. Yeah, Put me on. It's almost as if he's grown up in a massive privileged <laughs> setting and believes that this is the deal and everything should go my way, isn't it, Kerry? Yes, it is. Yeah. But he hasn't been helped, has he, by those around him, I don't think, to prepare him for life. I really wanted to hear more from Paul, Lily and Josh living yeah. at the stables. We've been yeah. robbed of that. I mean, that's a, we have. that's a household I'd like to hear from. It'd be reminiscent of when Jazza, Tom and Hannah all lived together for years ago and all seemed to be shagging each other. Yes. I hope we do go there. Hopefully we will. They'll, they'll sort of move, won't they, I guess. It's nice to hear that um, Ben is now organising protests against the charging station, even though it's on their own land, because he said he was going for a sheepdog demo. I imagine he had <laughs> loads of sheepdogs with placards. Heading up to like <laughs> Justin's house. <laughs> yeah. He does. He, he has got them well trained. He could probably get them on like a march or something, couldn't he? <laughs> he probably. He, he said to Harrison, didn't he? I can show you something really wild to do. Fucking <laughs> hell! Where are we going with this? <laughs> Helen said to Lee at one point, um, the next morning after the mm. whole thing where they like duffed up Rob or whatever oh, yeah. they did. <laughs> And the next morning she was like, it's just the way Monday started. Like, da, 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 da. <sighs> For the first time ever and Helen's like, everything's fine. Henry, Jack, come on, come downstairs. Nothing's ever gone wrong in this house whatsoever. Breakfast ready. Hello, Lee, how are you? And she's like, uh, uh, Helen, I need to uh, yeah. tell you something. You didn't sleep very well last night. Why were you roundhouse kicking people in your sleep? Pretty strange. <laughs> That he's like, uh, I need, I need to tell you something. It's like that typical soap thing when one person yeah. doesn't let the other one finish. You're like, and then, and then it's bing bong. bong, and then she says, "Can't be the postman. He's never that early." It's like I feel like at one point oh. she's going to turn to camera for laughter, and then 
the doorbell rings again and it, <laughs> the busies are on the doorstep. Have you heard from Rob? Can I speak to Lee, please? He went all gravelly. Oh, why, didn't why, he? why do you want to speak to Lee? Why, why, why? why because he's a to... fucking prick. That's why. Just let me talk to him. <laughs> yeah, and Lee's going. Don't, don't, don't get too upset. <laughs> to <laughs> Helen. <laughs> yeah, look. An allegation has been made of an assault, and Lee was like, uh, "Rob's, Rob's just twisting things." Helen, and Helen goes, "You've seen Rob." <laughs> the marker of anything should be if Tom comes up with the idea. Yes. Fuck it in the bin mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Not as far as Pat's concerned, though. Pat sat. Because Helen went nuts, didn't she, to Tom. And Pat was like, oh, I, I can see, to Tom, I can see why you tried to do this. You were only trying to help. Yeah, she's polishing a shotgun as she's saying that. <laughs> That's what you can't see because it's on the radio. And, the, and, t- and Tony's rewarding them with courgettes. Here you go, oh, guys, yeah. more courgettes oh. for threatening him. <laughs> Dad, like, we've got four crates of courgettes now. I don't know, but you, you punched the titchener. Here you go. Have some more courgettes. More bloody soup as well, hasn't she? In this weather. I know. It's June. It might be a cold soup, I suppose. Well, it's always a cold soup if Pat made it. <laughs> Peter Balker, he reckons that um, it's there's something in the soup that makes them all the way they are. What? Bridge Farm? Yeah. And lemon drizzle cake, maybe. Yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Should we take a little break and then come back? Yes, yes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, Kerry, someone we forgot to mention, your beloved Brian. Mm. Yeah, he's been interesting this week, hasn't he? In various ways, he's been speaking to Justin, he's been speaking to Stella... He's been speaking a lot to Rory. Rory came on the coach. I did feel a bit for the National Express driver. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's particularly because those those aisles, they tend to run forward, don't they? <laughs> Ooh, those front steps. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brian is very, very bondy with 
Rory at the moment, he's done up a nice room for him, put the special chair there. <laughs> what special chair is it? I know which one it is, really. And kept saying to him, are you enjoying being back on the farm? Don't go back to London. Do stay here. Isn't farming great? I love farming. <laughs> um, I like it. The land is your own, isn't it? And it's like, just give him the farm already. <laughs> Imagine him going into his apartment in a shared house now in East Ham and going, Rory, where's the manure? Why isn't there like <laughs> horse shit everywhere? Where'd you keep the pigs, for God's sake? <laughs> yeah, he's with four, four other guys. I liked how one was a fast food worker, the other was a council worker, and he hadn't bothered to find out about the other two at all. Yeah. How the mighty have fallen. Justin enjoyed that, didn't he, when Brian in the pub said, uh, Rory's got a summer bar job. And Justin was like, oh, well, that, that won't pay for the life that he's become accustomed to. Because Justin got the full spiel from Julianne, mm. didn't he? Mm-hmm. That uh, Rory was being paid for. And yeah. He saw them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He saw them together. Mm. And then he bumped into Julianne later on her own mm. with another guy and was like, where's Rory? And she went, what do you mean? Well, you know, he's the latest instalment. And he was like, whoa, you mean you like you hire them? An agency mm. and she, like for sex. And she was like, bingo. Yes. I like the yeah. bit. Rory's got reverse snobbery now, isn't he? He's like, I, ca- I came down on the coach. Don't be so snobbish. It's fine. It's like about three or four months ago, <laughs> he was burning 50s in front of homeless people. I know. And Brian offered him money and he said, no, no, no. I can't keep relying on other people. And then took the money at the coach station at the end. I mean, he did insist for his laptop, didn't he? But That coach station scene mm. I thought was very much reflective of the last time Jenny dropped Rory off at the train station oh, when he went yes. to London. And he never, because yeah. there was that whole thing with oh. Alice's alcoholism where she was like, mm. Yeah, mum hated you. And she went round, she didn't say it to your face, but she went round to Kate's to moan about it. You're the Mm. cuckoo in the nest. And and in the end, Jenny had to drop Rory off at the station. They had that tearful goodbye. And she said, like, you know, I've always loved you and you're a son to me. And he got upset as well. And that was the last Mm. time they spoke. And, um, well, they spoke off mic, but that's the first time, that's the last time we ever heard them speaking. And I thought there was a... There was a very much a parallel tonight when Brian mm. said, or not tonight, but in Yesterday, the week, yeah. Yeah. where Brian said, like, I'll always be here for you. I know, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, I don't think those two things happen by mistake. Yeah, that, that you're, you're totally right. Little happens by mistake, does it? Swindon. <laughs> Swindon? Why Swindon? I um I messaged a friend of mine today who's from Swindon and I said, Can you tell me ten good things about Swindon for the oh. podcast? And they wrote back and said, I've only got one. It's near the M4. Oh shut. Poor Swindon. Do you think Brian actually might sort of hand over much of the will stuff to Rory? Yeah, I think everything that's being yeah. hinted at here is that he's already made amendments to it. I can't wait for Adam to find out. Oh, that reminds me. Like Stella apologised to Brian um, because Justin had a little word with her and said, look, you know, you've got to wise up a bit. And actually, you should have got explicit permission and need to stroke Brian's ego because he's the boss and you'll then be appreciated and be able to have your job back. So she did all the apologising. But the one bit missing from all of this still is that Brian doesn't know that Adam's a prick. 
a lying prick. And that is annoying to me. Will that come out? I must take issue with you there. Oh, okay. Because I think that Brian does know Adam's a prick. (laughs) He's He's just ignoring it at present. Do you reckon? Do you think yeah. he knows that Adam said you can, you know, make your own decision, go ahead? I think deep down he knows. That moment where he said, so you're oh, calling really? Adam a liar. At any point in any other argument where it was Brian versus Adam, yeah. he would totally believe that Adam's a liar. I just want to hear Stella tell Brian properly or Ruth to say it or somebody. I just want Brian to go, yeah, I know he's a bloody... Yeah, but I don't know if it made that much difference. I mean, what is your reading of everything that happened over the last couple of episodes with Justin, Brian and Stella. Did Mm. Justin engineer it so that Stella would, because he left, he said to her at the Mm. end, well, you just have to figure out what you do. Brian's quite hard headed, but he has been known to change his mind. Did he Mm. leave it in the ball in her court for her to go back and apologize to Brian and get back in at Bridge Farm? He could well have orchestrated the whole thing to get everything back to how it was. However, The thing about Justin is, I think he can use that in the future as a bit of a bargaining chip, which we've used earlier as a phrase. But for Stella, he's he's she's sort of bit beholden to him, I think, now because Mm. of all that. She'll think, oh, Justin really helped me there. And now I've got my job back when she probably would have done all this herself. Yeah, I I found all of that quite implausible that he was the Mm. guiding hand in all of that. She's quite canny. I feel that she could have done that herself. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it gave a bit of intrigue, didn't it? Where you thought, oh, what is Justin up to here? And he's reveling in Brian's um, struggles. I mean, you know, it's like it's the history today thing that we spoke. <laughs> we got a lot of traction <laughs> for our history today <laughs> comparisons last week. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to have Stella back. She's accepted. She's back in the fold, isn't she? She can walk Weaver along the riverbank and still be Ruth's mate. Well, I was thinking more lover, but okay. Ah, right. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, either is quite hard to imagine, to be honest. Kerry, if someone wanted to let us know how much they like the podcast, how would they do that? Yeah, well, you can write a five-star review and... You can do that by following the instructions in the podcast information. Uh, Is that what you mean? That's exactly what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, please do. We've had three new reviews since last week. I will just look at my little screenshots of them. Thank you very much for those. We've got one from um, Don's 90. And the title of it is Love This. I've been listening to this since the first episode. Still waiting for the goss on why they left that other Archers podcast. I have no idea what they're talking about. No, no. What could it possibly be? Ah, will that we can still do a Patreon episode about all of that, can't we? We could, Um, yeah. Yeah. Like having a gossip with good friends in the pub, an irreverent weekly commentary on a much-loved but often exasperating radio set. Please keep going. (laughs) We're trying. (laughs) Yeah, we're... And then, um, oh, Drago Mountfitchit says, have a good rest, exclamation mark. Thanks, all three of you. And Pete, have a well-deserved rest. Once again, brilliant Saturday listening. I recommend everyone become a Patreon so you too can have archers seven days a week. Brilliant one. And then Zed, Charlotte Zed on Sunday. Always a treat to listen, but great podcast. Very, very funny. 
that was short but sweet. But honestly, the five star reviews really help get our little name out there on the podcast charts and more accessible to new listeners. So get your fingers and thumbs out and do some little tapping away for us. Macho. Yeah, lovely reviews. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, we had quite a few people in touch on Facebook sending messages of condolence to Peter. I had no idea he died, to be honest. <laughs> oh, it's funny, isn't it? They're so nice. I love it. No, yeah, it is. Everyone that got in touch, it was really, really nice. And thanks. Mm. Like, you don't need to worry about that. I mean, full disclosure, I think Peter alluded to it like about yeah. five or six weeks ago. He was like, I need a break. And mm. it came at the most terrible time for me in that mm. I was like moving house and in-laws visiting and traveling at the, all in the space of those five, six weeks. We were like, Peter, look, we know this life changing break that you need to take. Can you just postpone it for like <laughs> five or six weeks? And he graciously did, didn't he? Yeah, he clung on in there. And we're so grateful for him for doing yeah. that. And yeah. And also, I think like Cyrus, he's such, he's a little lad, isn't he? So young. And so Peter just wants his Friday nights with his missus and his Saturday mornings with his little boy. Yeah, 100%. And one of those things that, you know, maybe people don't realise it because you listen to the podcast. And I know we say this again and again. And by the time the pod goes out, it might be 45, 50 minutes. That takes like the best part of uh, four or five hours to edit you know, in some kind of mm. form that it's suitable to go out. And, you know, if you've got plans and stuff, that, that does take a chunk out of your day. So I totally understand it. So if you're a Patreon, <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate the help. Like, it, no, it does make us feel like we're not um, we're not doing this all for nothing. So um, anyone that wants to become a Patreon, we massively appreciate it. You can do that www.patreon.com forward slash the cider shed. You can follow us at Instagram. We are at the Cider Shed Pod there. I posted mm-hmm. uh, something that got a lot of traction, actually, which is a picture of Rob stuck on a Welcome to Swindon road <laughs> sign. Um, Swindon, twinned with Salzgitter, Germany, mm-hmm. Ocotal, Nicaragua, oh. and then linked with Torren, Poland. What's the difference between twinned with and linked? Linked with sounds like you've been involved in some criminal organisation. <laughs> I'm most con, um, intrigued by Ocatal in Nicaragua yeah. because as, as far as I know, like General Noriega, he liked nothing better than to relax at the Oasis in Swindon watching the Baron Knights. <laughs> There's what one for the teenagers. Yeah. How do you get twin? Bloody Ambridge is twinned with someone. Meruel, isn't it? Oh, is it? Twinned yeah. with hell. Yet hell complained. Yeah. Merry hell. Um, at the Cider Shed Pod is where you find us on Twitter for um, the tweet along when the Archers is playing. Or just join in any old time. There are lots of Swindon comments on that post. I would just advise you to go to our Instagram at the Cider Shed Pod and just read the comments. I'm not going to read them all out because sometimes reading is an endorsement. No. Some of our listeners are from Swindon. Yeah, absolutely. And li- are sitting in Swindon listening to this. Aren't you, Peter? <laughs> there will be an AI Peter soundboard by this time next week, I tell you. I got the week off. One person I enjoyed hearing from this week was uh, Alice. Did she appear? She didn't, did she? No, it was this Alice. <laughs> uh, you lucky, lucky. 
lucky bastard. I'll be over in the UK at some point, Kerry. Do you want to meet up? Yes, please. It's yeah. about time. Or maybe time. August. I think, yeah, I reckon August, end of August. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In September, I'm in Spain, so not then. Oh, yeah. Where are you going in Spain? Mallorca. Oh, of course. Your yearly pilgrimage. My pilgrimage. Yeah. I'm going again. So, yeah, Peter will be back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If not before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, once mm. Rob uh, Rob lets him go, or Pete, once Rob has told him he, he can no, no longer has to play, um, you know, paramedic number two, he, he's free. <laughs> oh, no, I'd love to meet up with you again, Matthew. The three of us have yet to meet. Come on. I know. The three of us haven't been in the same room. I did try and make this happen before. Yeah, you suggested Winchester, didn't you? Should have suggested Swindon. Yeah, I should. That's where it all happens. Yeah, let's make it happen, please. All right. It would be good if it was in Swindon, actually. Oh, Peter could show us round all his haunts. <laughs> I, do you know what? I'm full of shit. I worked in Swindon for the entire summer of 1997. Have I never confessed that on air? I don't think you have. What were you doing? I was. I had a summer job. Um, were you Peter's family's butler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what did you do? I did a data entry job for Great Western Sexy. Railway. So I would open. Sexier. Yeah, I would open um, forms that people filled out on either on the train yeah. or at the train station where they complained about things that had happened on the train. Jesus Christ, did you get like one a week? No, inundated. What? What things are happening on trains? Uh, well, I opened one once and it was very descriptive. I mean, generally it was like the train was late, uh, got delayed, oh. leaves on the line, all that stuff. But I got one once that was really good where it was a, a very irate woman who wrote that she had seen a girl get under the table and flake three different men and then wrote the name and address of the woman. <laughs> The girl who had done it. <gasps> oh, how did she know the name and address of the Because she knew her, it? apparently. Oh, yeah. Great. I bet that was your favourite one. Some guy started um, playing an acoustic guitar next to me on the train the other day, singing, oh, what was it? An Elvis song. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> was it? Did he offer you some popcorn chicken and a, and a Pepsi Max? <laughs> I think no. f- from now on, your whole life will just be. Um, KFC on London Road trying to take revenge against you, <laughs> Kerry. They're going to send a whole bunch of whistling DIY enthusiasts to hang around outside your I could try and get them to sponsor us. Oh, well, thank you and uh, see you all next week. What on earth will happen next week with Rob? Take care, everyone. See ya. Bye. I never will be. I'm Swindon. Swindon? <laughs>